hot flashes, vaginal dryness, painful sex, low libido, recurrent urinary tract infections, weight gain, insomnia, orgasm? What orgasm? Menopause is a very special time, and I'm betting you've not gotten a lot of information from your own doctor. I'm Dr. Lauren Stryker, a clinical professor of obstetrics and gynecology, the medical director of the Northwestern Medicine Center for Sexual Medicine and Menopause, a practicing gynecologist, best-selling author, and a nationally recognized menopause expert. My mantra has always been, if women are given good information, they'll make good choices. And I'm here to give you the inside information on all things menopause. For guys, middle-aged hair loss is upsetting, but not something that generally prompts a doctor's appointment. A woman that has had sudden or unexplained hair loss finds herself in a different situation. And while not exactly a medical emergency, it definitely qualifies as an emotional emergency. It's normal to lose some hair. Young women lose 75 to 100 hairs a day as new hair grows in. So if you pull a little wad out of your hairbrush every night, it's nothing to worry about. But if suddenly you're seeing a lot more scalp and that little wad is a huge wad, keep listening. Hormonal hair loss in midlife women is the most common cause of thinning hair, but there are also medical reasons like anemia or an underactive thyroid that can cause women to lose hair. So if you haven't had a checkup for a while, it's time. And then there's stress. Yes, going through a divorce can make your hair fall out. This is a diffuse hair loss that usually occurs around three to four months after the stressful event. Dermatologists can even look at your scalp and tell you when you lost your job or your mother-in-law was visiting. The medical term for this is stress alopecia. But it's not just emotionally stressful events, but also medically stressful events like a big weight loss, nutritional deficiencies, surgery, even a high fever. And it's exactly what happened to me. I was one of the unlucky ones that got COVID pre-vaccine and ended up in the hospital with a serious pneumonia. Three or four months later, when I was finally able to breathe again, was when my hair started to fall out. Classic stress alopecia. And it's not like I had a lot of hair to begin with. So I get it. I get it. But by far, by far, the most common cause of hair loss I see in my menopause clinic is female pattern hair loss, FPHL, also called androgenic hair loss. Female pattern hair loss primarily occurs in adult women, and while it can occur anytime, it most commonly occurs following menopause. So what does female pattern hair, hair loss look like? Well, like stress alopecia, hair loss is diffuse as opposed to losing patches. Your part gets a lot wider there's thinning on the crown of the head as opposed to a receding hairline. And this is important. In this type of hair loss, there's no itching, no irritation, no inflammation of the scalp. So first, the good news. This type of hair loss does not lead to baldness. And for some women, things like changing your hairstyle, using a hair filler like one of those powders or shakeable fibers, maybe adding extensions or investing in hats, maybe all you need or want to do. But if you are motivated to try and get more hair to grow and just as important, motivated to decrease the amount of hair you're losing, there are some things you can do. But whatever you do, you will not notice any improvement for months. So you need to be patient. But first of all, let's start with just general habits. Excessive shampooing, blow drying, flat drying, it's not a good thing and it is associated with hair loss. So try not to wash your hair more than a couple of times a week. Let it air dry for a while before you start to blow it and then use a low setting on the dryer. 
hair needs vitamins to grow. And many dermatologists, the specialists that treat hair loss, recommend not only a healthy diet, but also a daily multivitamin along with biotin, B-complex, L-cysteine, L-lysine, and omega-3. There's also credible scientific evidence that scalp massage, besides feeling really good, promotes hair growth. It works in two ways. First of all, massage increases the blood flow to the hair follicle, increases blood flow to the scalp. Massage also physically stretches the hair follicle to produce thicker hair. A study published in 2019 followed 340 participants who had twice daily scalp massages. 69% of them ended up with significantly thicker hair. Now, you can massage your own scalp, of course, twice a day, use small circles, light to medium pressure, or if you're lucky, enlist a willing spouse or partner to do it for you. But it's a whole lot easier and involves a lot less begging to just invest in a battery-operated or rechargeable scalp massage device. Moving on to medications. The most commonly used medication to stimulate hair growth is minoxidil. Minoxidil is now over the counter. It's a foam or liquid that is applied directly to the scalp. And again, patience is really important because improvement is not going to happen fast. Treatment with minoxidil takes at least four months before you see any visible effects. And most dermatologists say to stick with it, even if you're not seeing a huge difference for at least a year. Sometimes there's even increased hair loss in the first two to eight weeks of treatment since stimulating those hair follicles causes an increase in hair shedding. So with medoxidil, hopefully you'll see some, some hair growth, but the primary goal, quite frankly, is to minimize further hair loss. Here's my big tip for the day. Sometimes medoxidil for men is sold at a much lower price than the exact same product for women. I'm not kidding. This is referred to as the pink tax. And it's true for many other products as well, like disposable razors or deodorant. The only difference, the only difference between men's minoxidil and women's minoxidil is in the packaging. So moving on, low-level laser to stimulate hair growth has become more popular now that home devices are available. Basically, these are headbands or caps that are used for a few minutes, three times a week. And yeah, low-level laser has been shown in clinical trials to help hair regrow. The results are even better if you use it in conjunction with minoxidil. The biggest downside, of course, is price. And depending on which device you buy, it can run hundreds or even thousands of dollars. Now, dermatologists are the hair loss specialists, and they'll let you know if a different prescription medication is appropriate. And again, I need to stress that if, if you have patches of hair loss, inflammation, itchy scalp, excessive hair loss, you really need to get a medical consultation before you just start massaging your scalp. So back to me. Between genetics, my hormonal hair loss, my bout with COVID, my hair was definitely thinner. But honestly, I didn't think it was so bad. You know, denial is a beautiful thing. But then after a TV appearance, I got an email from a hairdresser who specializes in hairstyles for women who have lost hair, offering me a free consultation. That did it. So I started my regimen of vitamins, scalp massage, topical minoxidil. Um, I, I hated the foam because it made my hair feel greasy. So I switched to the liquid, which you apply with a, a dropper. Um, and it was better, except it kept dripping down on my forehead and I had visions of getting a hairy forehead. I also sprung for one of those home laser bands, um, which I use religiously three times a week. I took pictures of my scalp every month to assure myself that all of this was actually working. And after about four months, I started to see a really noticeable difference. So if you are losing hair, 
you're not alone. In most cases, while there is no need to do anything about it, there are options, depending on how motivated and how much you're willing to spend. A really good website for further information is hairlossinwomen.org, hairlossinwomen.org. Lots of good, reliable information there. And again, dermatologists are the specialists that evaluate and treat hair loss. So before you invest in a wig or a wardrobe of hats or make yourself crazy with all this, check with the doctor to get evaluated and find out all of your options beyond what I've already covered. I'm Dr. Lauren Stryker, and thank you for joining me. You will find lots more information in my Inside Information books available on Amazon.com. And follow Francie as she navigates her way through vaginal dryness, hot flashes, and pretty much every menopausal symptom you can think of. Through the night, I find.